0: Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Caged In podcast. This week we are going to be looking at Red Rock West. I always have to really make sure I enunciate Red Rock West because I find it quite difficult to say. Uh, yeah, But um, again, this is one I know nothing about so I am looking forward to it like it could be a reason I know nothing about it cause it could be shit but um yeah obviously knowing nothing about it leads me on to a rule that I have of this podcast for those of you who've not 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 listened before what are you doing if you haven't listened to this before there's been some amazing episodes and some amazing guests so far um yeah like look back to episode 11 with Max Clewer of the new tusk when we discussed vampire's kiss or, I think it's episode 13, maybe, with Martin Huckster. We looked at Wild at Heart. Or episode 15, Zandily, with James Hunt from Sort of Ghostly Podcast. Check that one out, definitely. There's been some really good ones so far. So, yeah, what's, what's, your, what's your reason for not checking it out, guys? Um, But, yeah, going on to the rules um, for those, yeah. As I said, for those of you who have never listened before, all those idiots, the rules are simple. And me knowing enough about the film is a good thing because I go in with no expectations. That's one of the rules, no expectations. And if I don't know anything about the film, I'm not going to know anything about the film. I'm not going to watch any trailers. not going to look up any IMDb scores or anything like that. Scores, I'll leave to the end of the podcast where once I've made up my opinion, I will then... put it against the scores I find online, Uh, if that happens to be IMDb scores, Metacritic, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, famed critics like Roger Ebert, I will discuss those, see if I'm close to those opinions or way, way, way off the mark. And the other rule I have is no distractions. So whilst I record these episodes and whilst I watch the film, I watch it in one sitting. There's no breaks. There's no toilet breaks or anything like that. I make sure I've gone for a wee before if I have to. I make sure I'm, like, I've got all my snacks and I'm hydrated all the way through. So, yeah. So, that's it. Like I don't know. I look at my phone. I put it on airplane mode. I ignore the door. Everything. I just, bang. It's me. Me and Cage locked eye to eye. Um, but... That's really it for the for them rules. So, cool. As always, I'm gonna get my feet up, turn my phone off, and get raging with Cage. Feels like I've been awake for days. Watch a film starring Nicolas Cage. Could be shit or it could be fun. Valley girl face off an army of one for corner, lord of war, the wicker man Trustpast, and so many more, know how it starts, I don't know how it ends, the first tenor solo, then it's me and some friends, no distractions, no expectations, over the weeks, hear my frustrations, I guess the podcast is about to begin, I'm your host Petro Placillibus and I'm caged in. Hello guys, well I've now watched the film and it's time to get down to what the fuck happened in it and um actually quite jovial because i enjoyed this film um i found it real fun the film again is red rock west i would recommend any of you yeah searching it out watching it it's (laughs) great it is great um so how does it start off it starts off with essentially what looked like a levi's advert you see these bare legs poking out of a car. And it's our main man, Nick Cage. And um, he's putting on a leg brace. And he's just kind of top. The next scene, he's topless. Um, shaving under a windmill in the desert. And yeah, it's just, <laughs> he's doing one-armed press-ups. He's got a crisp white t-shirt on. And in his suitcase in the boot of his car, he puts on a crisp white shirt and i don't know i think it was like the combination of the music it was very um uh western-y sounding but the yeah it just kind of had all the visuals of kind of like a 90s levi's ad campaign um and the reason he's doing this is because he's driving to a job interview um well he thinks he's got the job it's kind of working on a construction site with a load of guys and um he doesn't get it because he's got a dodgy leg, and his friend's like, "Why'd you tell him about the leg? Like, you could have got away with it." He's like, ah, "They would have found out eventually. There's no point in me I'm trying to fool them because that's not the kind of guy I am." He's kind of set up very early on that he's like a nice, honest guy just looking for a job. Um, and then we get the first, we get the first moment of um. I don't know what I'd call like classic cage is he kind of gets in the car and when he's driving away he kind of like lets out a yelp and punches the ceiling of the car "Ah!" and it's like you see that glint in his eyes like yes this is the cage we love and enjoy this like nowhere near as crazy as Eddie from last week's episode uh but you can't have Eddie all the time. You can't be running on a hundred. Sometimes you've got to simmer it down. Like I, I think this might be the first uh, film where he's kind of he's there's no there's no aspect of him being like a bit of a dick. Really, he's the out and out good guy in this. Like, um, yeah, like I don't know. In other films, he's kind of been the good guy, but the situation he's in, he's, he's not really, obviously, like, in Arizona, he is a, um, he's a convict, and, yeah, like, Amos and Andrew again, like, I don't know, yeah, everything up until this point, he's kind of, yeah, he's, he's not been, he's not been the best of guys, I would say, but, um, this one, he definitely is, and it's, like, a big point of his character, that he is a, like, upstanding citizen um it's like it gets it gets a bit cloudy at parts of this film but it's good that it's established early on that he is an upstanding nice guy even like when tested um in the next scene he goes to a gas station honks the horn and he's asking is anybody there he's like looking about there's no one there he sees the money he's low on money he's obviously desperate for a job he sees the money in like a case behind the counter when he's like looking around for someone and you can see in that moment it's like shoot like i could steal it and he doesn't again like further cementing the idea that he's a stand-up guy um he has a chance (laughs) he gets five dollars worth of gas as well from this um the guy eventually comes out it's five dollars like I'm not sure how much fuel that would, like, it must have been a really good price back in 1993 for gas. Like, I don't drive myself, but, like, all I hear is people getting on about fuel prices, and I know Fiverr wouldn't get you very far. Um. So, yeah, and the guy kind of sets up the film for us in a way, because he says, like, oh, you're looking for work, what kind of work you look for? It's like, like, drilling work like kind of yeah like oil rig kind of stuff and he's like oh well that's perfect um if you head on over to red rock that's where a lot of the drilling crews like the hangout and the bar and stuff like that get yourself over there i'm sure you'll be able to find some work with those guys so what does our main man do he heads on down to red rock rock to find that work and he goes into the bar that the guy had told him about um he gets himself a cup of coffee speaks to the bartender the bartender saw that his lumber plate was from texas this seems like it is like not a big deal but it is this guy thinks that he is someone else he thinks that he is lyle from dallas um And he tells Lyle, that he thinks it's Lyle, it is our main man, Slippery Nick, um, that he has a job for him. He thinks that it's simply like bar work or something like that. No, the owner of the bar was expecting this uh, Lyle to come in and kill his wife. Uh, He tells him the plan, he says, right... That's it, I've got I'll give you ten grand for killing the wife, I'll give you five up front, then five after you've done it. And he goes for it. He's desperate. He's down on his luck. He thinks fuck it. I'm gonna take that ten grand. That'll get me going. That'll get me moving on. Um So he goes through the plan and gets to work he goes and spies on the wife who is uh horse riding he sees her go into a cabin with uh, a horse hand uh, what they called like yeah a farm hand uh and he thinks that obviously that must be why the husband wants her dead she's playing away oh little does he know there is a whole web of of mystery and intrigue to come. Um, and then she arrives back at their home. And Slippery Nick's waiting in the shadows. And uh, not a very good assassin I'll tell you that. He uh, He tells the wife that Wayne, her husband, had given him money to kill her. She offers him double what he paid her to kill him instead. And like the clever businessman that he is thinks fuck it, <laughs> I'll take this job as well. What's better than having one job having two jobs he's got five grand up front he's getting another five grand up front. he's made his ten um so yeah, that you he, <laughs> the next scene you see is him going to a gas station and going mad. He buys loads of stuff. He buys, um, yeah, fills the car right up this time. I don't think he's just going for five dollars worth of gas. He's going for the whole tank. Uh, he, like, I think it works out. It's like his bill in like a petrol station. No petrol station is pretty uh, expensive anyway. But comes to like a hundred and a hundred and seventeen dollars or something like that. And we've already established that the gas prices are pretty cheap. So the rest of it he's spending on Twixes, Mars Bars, and. Twinkies, I think that's what Americans eat um, I'm sure any American listeners Will let me know uh, film to let us know that Twinkies is all you guys eat Apparently um, Yeah, and then he writes a letter To the sheriff As if he's Wayne explaining the situation Saying, I want to kill my wife I'm a bad man And he mails it And then he leaves Red Rock And I thought, oh for a film called Red Rock West. You're leaving Red Rock. Pretty soon. Where's the. Where's the source of. The plot going to come from now. Is it just going to be a. Um, episodic film of. Nick Cage driving town to town looking for work. I sound like that actually sounds like a brilliant idea. um any any studio executives? I know I know you guys probably listen to this podcast. Get on it! Like I, I can I like that was that was just off the top of the dome right there. So, given time, some money, and um, some resources, who knows what script, script I could come up with? Like, come on, guys! Let's 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 get the ball rolling on um, Drifter. That's what we call it. Job Drifter or reality tv show bang another idea nicholas cage doing mundane jobs the guy's been acting what looks like the majority of his life so let's get him working at tescos let's get him working at jc penny again that's for that's for any american listeners uh yeah let's get him working at target or the walmart um let's get him working as a street sweeper or uh, working in a gas station or um Let's get him doing menial jobs to uh see what it's like. He's been living he's been living in the clouds. Let's see, let's get him back down to the ground. Right, um Yeah. Definitely, definitely it went way off track there. Um Let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. Um there's a storm coming in the film, like it's it's raging as he's leaving Red Rock and uh, a car, there's a car like on the side of the road and at the last moment a guy bolts out from behind this car and he fucking hits him with his car and he's like oh fucking hell like, it's the last thing you want and then it's obviously there's only one place he can take him back to Red Rock um takes him to A&E ER uh and then they say, you got to wait around. Please go wait around. Like, might need to ask you some questions. The police turn up because it turns out that the guy who was shot was the farmhand from earlier. So, fucking hell. Something's gone on. Something very, very dodgy. And um, yeah he's been shot twice in the stomach and they're like, yeah, we need to have a word with you. Obviously like you're the only suspect at the moment because you brought him in. I thought if you would shoot someone, you would get away. Like you would want to get away, but maybe that maybe that was their thinking he's a fucking genius. Nobody would suspect the guy that brought him into that ER. Um, And then the sheriff comes in. Who's the fucking sheriff? It's only Wayne. What? And um, the look on Cage's face is priceless when he realises. Fuck. I've just sent a letter to the sheriff to say. The sheriff wants his own wife killed. And Wayne knows instantly that his wife isn't dead. This man was on his way out of Red Rock. He's taken five grand of his cash, and he is not happy. Um, and he takes he takes Cage in his car and says, "Like the 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 deputies say to the sheriff, like surely you can't take him. Like he's he's not a suspect, is he? Surely." He, brought the guy in, like, the, the logical thinking I had, like, yeah, they can't take him in, of course he's gonna fucking take him in, he's taking five grand of his cash, um, he tries, he says to Wayne, like, I'm not the guy you think I am, please just let me go, like, I'll give you the money back, it's in the glove box of my car, it's it's just all a mistake, um, at this point, Wayne just drives off the road, And then gives Michael Cage the keys to the handcuffs. Um, I thought he was going to let him go. But then it turns into a fight. And uh, Wayne chases Michael through the woods. And there's a shootout. um, And then he rolls down a hill. Which seems comically long. A A good, like, I don't know, 30 seconds of film time. Lands in the middle of the road and in the nick of time a car stops literally with his face touching the bumper and in this car driving is the one the only crazy motherfucker Dennis Hopper um he he offers him a lift he says the only thing i could do considering i nearly killed you it's a good job that i got my got my brakes sorted today otherwise you would be flat as a pancake um he's kind of like a bit dubious about obviously going back to red rock he's like just 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 take me to my car like and i'll I'll be gone um they talk about how they were both in the army kind of bond over that and um it turns out that michael was in a like was one of the few survivors in a horrific ordeal in uh Lebanon I think it is can't really remember um and he says let me take you for a drink it's the only thing it's like the least I can do like let's like yeah Dennis Hopper is like um just let yeah let's let's just go for a drink and. have a chat let's have a chat about being army bros and stuff like that um and then it turns out that dennis hopper's name like he says oh my name's lyle and then it's like fuck you realize because they're at the bar and he says to the he says to the barman that's there at the moment oh is wayne about i need to speak to him and then he's like, "Yeah, well, he's out at the moment, but I'm sure I can give him a call at this moment." Michael's like, "Fuck it, I'm I'm out of here." Goes to the toilet, slips out the, slips out the window. Smart move. And then hides on the roof of the bar. Um, Wayne then turns up, and they're looking for Michael. He's informed Lyle of what's gone on now. Lyle's after him, um, and then it. <laughs> to get away from them he does an ingenious thing so there's a plank of wood on top of the bar and then there is a truck driver who has stopped real tense real tense picture it so you've got the plank of wood you've got the trucker finishing up the conversation with his friend time is of the essence you've got michael tightrope walking across this beam trying to get there before the truck driver pulls away before he's seen there's a brilliant shot of wayne in the foreground and then in the background you can just see him tiptoeing across this beam from the top of the bar to the truck and yeah like this stuff like that it's just like real tense moments like i don't know that made me really enjoy this film the fact that like it's just oh like oh like just thinking of that scenario of like thinking i've i got away with this I've, t- I've told the sheriff and it's like your stomach dropping when you realize fuck i don't like i personally have this um like one of my worst nightmares. like i think it's um is having no one to turn to it's like everyone's in like it. it kind of I, I always use the example of um rosemary's baby like when she's trying to get away from this weird devil cult and, like, it seems like even she goes to the doctors, anyone she turns to, they seem to be a part of it and it's just like, ah, oh, fuck, what do I do? Um, Back to the film. Sorry, I keep, I keep going off on one stay, guys. Um, It's gonna make for a fun podcast, so fuck it. Um, get a bit more of the insights of the inside of my crazy mind. Um, There's only one person to blame for that and that's Nicolas Cage because... Oh, no, the, no. Actually, the only person to blame for that is me because I've put myself through the ringer on this one. But it's all in the name of entertainment. In it, um, he ends up on the roof of the car just in the nick of time. Whew. Um, pushes the pushes the beam back onto the roof, uh, and then um, he's, he's driving like the truck is driving down the freeway with Michael on the top of his truck and <laughs> it's brilliant um he just puts his he like gets onto the top of the cab and then just knocks on the window and the uh the trucker's like stops that like, what the fuck are you doing like man i like i will shoot you in the face he comes up with this bullshit like oh, i had to get away from my wife and he's like i need a i need a lift uh to, to like wherever you can drop me because and to get away, she's crazy and he's like, Oh why do you need to go to I can't remember where he's like asking to drop him but he's like Oh yeah, you're gonna see another woman Of course, of course I'll give you a lift. Cause he's a scumbag <laughs> Um So yeah, he drops him at Wayne's wife's house and He then slips in. In the cover of darkness. again. He's creeping into this lady's house. For some reason. Um, And he explains to her. How Lyle has turned up. And that the ranch hand. Has been killed. And she's like oh shit. Things getting fucking dark. And uh, Lyle then turns up. He's come to collect his money. And he's come to. I, obviously he doesn't know that Michael's there, but he says to her like he Michael says to her, Hide out on the balcony, I'll sort out Lyle, don't worry. Um he lures him into the he lures him, lures him into the bathroom with the running of the bath, like yeah, the running of the tap and then smacks him over the head with an ornament, which um is a great scene. <laughs> uh and then um He sabotages Lyle's car, which, like, a lot of people don't do in films. Like, I thought this was, like, it's probably what you would really do to make sure someone doesn't come after you. Uh, And then they head out of town, and you think, thank goodness for that, we're out of Red Rock. Or are they? Then we get this little scene of the two deputies finding the money in the glove box of michael's car because they they've impounded the car yeah that's uh, that's a little detail like, they took the car he took uh the sheriff took michael and obviously they're starting to think oh maybe maybe this has got something to do with it um and then we cut back to michael and wayne's wife who is played by i totally forgot to mention it's played by lara bin flynn boyle who um is another alumni of Twin Peaks. Uh, obviously, a lot of the cast members of that featured in Wild at Heart, which was discussed on episode 13 uh, or 14. um, Maybe 14. Uh, yeah, it was discussed on one of those. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, or 12, I'm not sure. Yeah, but it was one of the episodes a bit... A bit far back uh but yeah this is another, another one and obviously Dennis Hopper himself has a link to Lynch like there is moments in this film that kind of remind like had Lynchian aspects to me not in like the craziness of it but just kind of the the idea itself that small towns are not what they seem which is a current recurrent theme throughout a lot of Lynch's work obviously very much so in Twin Peaks and the subsequent film Fire Walk with Me, as well as the Twin Peaks Return, the new season, uh, which may add that episode eight is fucking outstanding, and also one of the most surreal, crazy episodes of TV I've ever seen. And um, as I'm recording this, I'm actually I haven't watched episode nine yet but i'm waiting for that like see if it carries on with that craziness or goes back not not gonna there's gonna be no spoilers for twin peaks on this don't worry guys um i should probably add as well that uh emma my girlfriend who featured on episode 16 um the honeymoon in vegas episode (laughs) that episode is actually the first episode of twin Peaks she'd ever watched so oh god um for those who've seen it will get that cuz it is it is like i i found myself saying to her it's nothing like this this isn't the show like please don't think i'm crazy um even i was like i don't know what the fuck is going on um it hadn't since been like kind of given it time to digest like i'm glad we got i'm glad it was 4th of july that we got that week off cuz <laughs> yeah there's a lot of processing time for that episode um but yeah as i was saying about lynch and his exploration of small towns not being what uh or what they, what they seem to be obviously it's also featured in um blue velvet very heavily which links his background to dennis hopper and um yeah lara finn boyle um into Twin Peaks uh, there's a moment in this film as well that really reminded me of uh, Blue Velvet and um, I'll 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 flag it up when we get there uh, but they're, they're they're at a gas station and the wife says like let's let's go to a bar and he's like come on like I thought we I thought we're getting out of here like we are literally on the earth uh, outskirts of town like let's fucking vamoose uh, and she says what's one drink and uh, it's like for me it's like famous last words like it's it was the same <laughs> it's just one of those things it's like ah, oh, come you know you know like it just sort of like, something bad is gonna happen um and they they go to the bar and they talk about why wayne wants her dead and she explains this story of how her parents left her loads of money and he he knows that if she dies he gets it all because he is her next of kin. And um Yeah, like part of me like part of me was thinking, I'm I'm not I'm not buying this lady. Are you telling us the truth? Um and then we get Lyle is asked by Wayne, like can you hunt them both down he's like I didn't fucking I, I've just been I've just been knocked out for a couple of hours like we're gonna have to you know, the money is definitely the danger money we need some danger money for this and obviously and there's two people you want me to kill now not just the one like this is fucking bullshit that's what this is Wayne what type of what type of assassin do you think I am uh He's like, yeah, we're going to need more money and probably going to have to start the search in the morning. Like, I might have been knocked out, but I'm going to have to get some proper shut-eye. I'm going to have to formulate a plan. I've got some crayons in my bag. I've got some paper. I'm going to roll it out. I'm going to do a Kevin McAllister-style plan of action. Figure out the places they could have been. Start sniffing the ground like a Native American. Start going, All oh, right sniffing around yeah having a look thinking yeah they um, start doing some real CSI like without a trace shit so oh, see so if they left at this time the furthest radius they could have got and then really start working on it oh, that's what I thought he would have been doing I don't know what he did he probably just went back to motel room drank a load of booze straight out of the bottle Um, and then we go back to Michael and the wife and they are pissed up uh, one drink turned into several by the looks of it and she has another great idea that they check into the comfort inn um and they that's it like it, it, i just found it weird because they like the way they're talking to each other by now is like they've known each other for years and they end up having sex and I'm not sure if you saw Nicholas Cage's dick. Um, I've got my laptop. I've got uh, my iPad here. And I'm just going to quickly search. It's probably up. Red Rock West Nick Dick Cage. I've actually just... um, This probably isn't the... The best! Yeah, like... I think you definitely see his penis in this film. It is a very small shot. um, Bad choice. Yeah, it's a very small shot, but you definitely see his dick. I didn't think it was warranted. um, Probably more so you'd expect to see that in Zander Lee. Like, say, a bit more erotic. But yeah, they... They chucked in a bit of um a bit of a dick shot in this, uh Which like for the way of equality guys being a feminist, like and yeah, I'm into I'm into equal parts with both people. Like there's too many tits in a lot of films, especially in the early nineties. So it's good to see that they're getting some schlong out. Okay guys, um But yeah, that's um Sorry. I'm going off on a tangent about Nick Cage's dick. Um not gonna not gonna describe it. I'm I'm sure if um you have a look online you can find a picture of Nicolas Cage's dick if you want to from this film. Uh I would put it on social media, but it'll probably get removed and people will think I'm pretty weird and creepy and I would totally understand. Um but I might have just decided what the cover art for this is going to be, so that's fun. <laughs> so yeah, the, the kind of wake up like not in the morning, like maybe it's maybe it's after after sex. Uh, but like she's saying, yeah, let's 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 move to Mexico, and he's like, yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, let, let's let, let's do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll move to um, we'll 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 we'll, we'll do that definitely. Um, and then, <laughs> literally, it cuts, and it's the next morning. And she mentions Mexico, and he just seems confused. So I reckon that was definitely like a kind of like after sex. Probably a man will say anything. You could say like, "Oh yeah, you gonna buy? You gonna buy me a house?" Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, yeah, yeah. I can just go to sleep now because oh, I'm a dickhead. Um, and um, her, like she has, like she's just full of great plans. This is like one of the things that makes me think that maybe she isn't telling us everything is her plan is to go back to red rock to get money so they can go to mexico she knows that wayne has some money in his office um so they break into his office they fumble about she can't get into the safe and it's real tense because like you know that Obviously, you don't know because I haven't told you, but there was a plan that Lyle and Wayne would meet in Wayne's office at 9am. They obviously don't know about that. So, but as the audience, we know, and we're like, Ugh! I'm pretty sure like the clock on the wall is very close to nine. It's like, fuck, what's going to happen? Are they going to get away with it? Are they going to get out in time? Um, and they get the money and then, Wayne like it's coming like they hear the doors going like fuck it's Wayne so what do they do they hide in the closet good move uh, but they had left like some papers hanging out of under the rug so Wayne's suspicious He but like literally moments after he discussed like seconds after his deputies come in And they're like, we found something that is of interest. You know, fuck, maybe they're talking about the money in the glove box. Oh, no, there's a whole load of crazy shit about to be unloaded upon us. It turns out that Wayne and his wife are not called Wayne and his wife. Sorry, I forgot to write down her name. Seem like a fucking sexist dickhead, don't I? It probably is in my notes, but probably a little later on. I do apologise, Um, Lara F- Flynn Boyle. Turns out that, that that's not her name, because she's playing a character. Um, But yeah, it turns out that they were on the FBI wanted list. And they are there to arrest him. It's not the money from her parents they're after. The money they are They are after is money that they had robbed from... I can't remember what it was. It was like a quarry or something crazy like that. But they robbed millions and those two are on the run. They've changed their name. They're hiding out in this sleepy town. By the looks that they have been there for a few years and taken these new identities kind of... Got into positions of power and yeah, really made it look like they're the people you would never suspect. <laughs> and then uh, they come out of the closet because Wayne's gone, and she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we'll like we'll still go to Mexico," <laughs> to, to which Nicolas Cage replies, "Fuck Mexico!" And his rage is definitely, definitely justified. He obviously took this woman's word and he's like i just kept thinking this guy just wanted a fucking job like what a fucking terrible tuesday do you know what i mean like he wanted to just get on with his life he wanted to like at every possible opportunity he has just tried to get out and he's just it's the classic like the a godfather they try to like i try to get out and they pull me back in um yeah that's that's what like just feel sorry for the guy like he's fucking pissed because she's not who she says he is she says she is like it's like nobody is who they say they are like he's just stuck here in this mad town full of fucking it's like they're crazier than a box of frogs um and then who's gonna turn up our main man Lyle um and then yeah he takes them hostage uh he knocks he knocks michael out he has them both tied up and then he wants to, he, fig, he yeah he sees the note that they are from that they are on the fbi wanted list that they have all this money and he's like right that's it I'm going to get Wayne. I'm going to like, we're going to set this all right. I'm going to get my money. I'm going to get your money. I'm going to get all the fucking money. Cause you're all like, he wants them. Michael wants to get out. They like, she wants to get her money. Wayne wants her dead. It's a real fucking web of deceit and, treachery, and it's fucking great, watch this film guys, Red Rock West, I can't say it enough, Red Rock West, bloody watch it, like, uh, I'm sure you could probably find it on YouTube, you could stream it online, like, buy a DVD if you can, because that's great, support support DVDs, support films, support Blu-rays, even support iTunes, Um, and they're like, how the fuck are we going to get Wayne out of jail? Oh, don't worry about it. Lyle's an unhinged man. Um, He's essentially like, this could have been a sequel to Blue Velvet because he's very similar to the character of Frank he plays in that. I know Dennis Hopper is kind of famed for playing unhinged characters. And um, I forgot to mention, as I said I would, uh, the moment inside of the uh, wardrobe or like the closet, at Wayne's office, very much reminded me of Blue Velvet because of the, uh, the yeah that 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 peering through slats in a in a closet is very reminiscent of Karl McLaughlin's character in Blue Velvet, and um, I don't know I don't know if it was a conscious choice by this director to kind of bring up that imagery, like and obviously like it maybe maybe subconsciously or works, because see. Dennis Hopper's in it it like I don't know for someone like me like obviously I'm looking at these films with an analytical eye so I don't know I'm going to pick up on this this weird little details um his plan is to burn down the old Duncan house as a distraction and he gets all the cops out they um they're out of the station they're going to sort that out. They're calling in reinforcements, kind of like kind of like a neighbourhood watch, kind of step in program. Am when times are tough, we're calling you up like a like a reserves, like a TA, like a police TA. Uh, and Lyle goes in, shoots one of the policemen. The guys working the radio makes a deal with Wayne for his freedom for half the money. I think it's something like nine million and he's like I, I'm the only person who knows where the money is and I will take you um, in this time uh, Michael has managed to get rid of his restraints and is trying to like get Lara Flynn Boyle out of the car as well and to no avail because as they are trying to as he's trying to like untire Lyle walks out with Wayne's. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Get back in the car. You're driving. Uh, so we got slippery Nick behind the wheel. We got Lyle riding shotgun. We got Wayne in the back with his wife. We got a car of rage, hate, and double crossing. Um, and then there's like a weird, a really weird scene of just michael's kind of like losing his shit and he's racing a train and like like, it's just this crazy energy from dennis hopper's character this is kind of like i don't he's a very visceral actor and it's like he's like he's egging him on he's like just kind of like do it kind of thing um and they're going to where the money is buried uh and then, yeah, Lyle has this real freak out, and he's, like, saying, hey Mike, you think you're better than me? And then he shoots out of the window, like, right next to his head, and it's just fucking, like, I don't know, he's 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 in the car just swigging down, like, whiskey out of the bottle, like... Evidently, you probably would be pissed off if you'd gone for a job, like, I don't know, I don't know who's in the right ear, like, obviously he's no he's a fucking psychopath what do I mean like why am I quite like funny question my own fucking morals here sorry guys it's real hot um I'm losing my mind fuck um so yeah he has the freak out and then um and then the cops are then looking for them they head out and um It's getting dark by now. And they end up at a graveyard. And. Oh. Oh. Oh boy. It gets. Fucking crazy here. There's double. There's triple crossing. It's. It's. It's crazy. Like. um, Wayne says. You're not getting. Like. I'm not opening like they dig up a grave and there's a box inside that obviously has the money and he says i'm not doing it until i'm untied to lyle and then he's like i'm not doing it until you put down like yeah he's like lyle put down your gun like i'm not doing it i want to be untied i want you to put down your gun because how do i know as soon as i open this box you're not going to shoot me and he's like, cool i agree to it let's do it i'll put down the gun um wayne opens the box who'd have fucking fought it he put a gun in there with the money so now we have lyle's gunless wayne's in control the power has shifted all this time all, all, all bearing in mind you have michael and the wife just waiting on the sidelines. Um, Lyle, then, like he's then like, give me the fucking keys to the car. I'm getting out of it. I'm getting out of here. Um, and then Lyle throws him the keys, but a bit too short, and Wayne fucking loses it. He's like, and then <laughs> this is amazing. Slips out of his like fucking, like a like a card trick, like uh, up his sleeve. Lyle pulls out a knife, throws a knife in Wayne's fucking throat. Has him down on the ground. He's then, then Mike tackles Lyle. The wife tries to get the money and the gun from Wayne. Like Michael and Lyle are fighting for ages, like tumbling all over the graveyard and ends up getting, st- like, ugh, Lyle ends up getting stabbed on a sword from a tombstone. It's like, you can't fucking write this shit. Obviously, you can. Someone did in 1993 and released the fucking film, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, it's like, why? I, I just don't get it. It looked like an old grave, like a graveyard. Like, I don't know if it was made of stone or metal. Yeah, I think it's metal. He yeah, has a metal sword. He gets stabbed on that. And, um, like, Mike Mike comes walking out. like, oh, fucking hell. We've done it. Like,. Um, the, the Yeah, the wife's got the gun, she's got the money, and it looks like, for a second, like, fuck, not only have we got the triple, we've got the double cross, we've had the triple cross, like, yeah. She's now, looks like she's going to shoot Mike, and then, it's that classic, back from the dead, Lyle's behind him, shoots low. it's like, fucking, phew, maybe she's a good guy after all, um... Then it's time for them to make their escape. Wayne's there laying on the floor. He's bleeding out. Lyle's bleeding out. The police are on their way. They've been called by the graveyard super in, the superintendent. What do they call him? Like the the caretaker. He's called the police. because He's had commotion. He's had gunshots. Um, Michael and the wife run for the train. They like he gets on first and he's like come on come on give me the bag of money she's like no i'm not not gonna give you the bag of money you're just not gonna help me on she eventually throws the like bag onto the train a gun comes out he gets her onto the train he notices the gun the screen goes black as they go for a tunnel she's now got the gun on him he like they have like a talk she's like kind of confesses her plan as always happens in films she says like it turns out she killed the ranch hand she wants the money for herself all the way through she's been as rotten as bad as Lyle as Wayne poor Michael is just caught in the middle of all this fucking shit and he's like it's all about the money with you and she goes to shoot him and it turns out there was no bullets left in the gun um, Mike then just picks up the bag of money pours it all out <laughs> and then pushes her <laughs> out of the train, um, which I think is pretty fucking moody, but funny at the same time. And um, really does this just as the police caught up the train. Um, looks like she gets, she's about to get arrested. Um, he looks like he's going to get away on that cargo bay of the train, looking happy with himself. And in all that commotion, he had managed to tuck like, a wad of the cash, on the side of the train, and it's all turned out hunky dory for our main man Mike, and that's what I would call a happy ending. Um, yeah. So as I said, like I really enjoyed this film. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like it's actually been a <clears throat> yeah it's actually been a week since I watched this film um so I went kind of heavily off my notes but a lot of stuff is coming back to me as I was reading them um I recorded like I record I, I went to record this episode and um yeah just kind of um I don't know I, I don't want to go into too much detail but kind of had like a little minor freak out like kind of thing and uh yeah like wasn't didn't have like uh, health wise wasn't feeling the best so I uh so I just abandoned it. That's why there wasn't an episode last week. Um massively apologise for that. Uh but thanks for coming back this week and checking this episode out because it was a real fun one. This is a real fun film and I can't stress enough that people should check it out. But We've had enough of me talking, well not me talking, but what my opinions are of this film. Uh, It's time to have a little look at what the internet says about this film. So right now we have three scores. And those scores will be coming from the lovely people at IMDb. Those equally lovely people... Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and that lovely, lovely man, God rest his soul, Roger, Roger as I call him, Ebert, um, and respectively the scores go as this, so in one from IMDB, this film has a 7 out of 10, and by my book, that's a good score. This is a, a good bloody movie. Um The equally lovely folks over at Rotten Tomatoes scored this film ninety five percent. Ninety-five five percent off hundred percent guys. Not many films have a hundred percent. Like um, I'm glad that this film is received as well as I received it, like, the, I I think this film is a hidden gem, like, it's kind of, um, I don't know, like, if you kind of like, I don't know what films to liken it to, I, the only film that's in my mind, I know like, it's not a good film, it's Reindeer Games, but that kind of thing, that kind of like, <clears throat> I feel like I've kind of ruined it for you, but like, it's still really fun, I think even if you, like, even if you know the twists are coming, like, but, fucking check it out, it's, it's really good, um, and Roger Ebert, obviously esteemed late like film film critic Roger Ebert, um, gave this one three point five out of four. Uh, yeah, three point five out of four. So again, across the board, very good scores. And like, um, it's good to see that I'm I'm uh, I am yeah in in keeping with what is. What is said about this film? Like, obviously, like, I don't know. It's sometimes fun that, like, my opinions to these... To, like, what is on the internet is completely different. It's funny when I enjoy some absolute shit. It is for me, anyway. Like, Deadfall. I, I enjoyed that thoroughly, but probably for all the wrong reasons. Or, for me, all the right reasons. Um, <clears throat> But this, yeah. It's good to see that this is... Was well-received. And, like... A lot of people, when I said I was doing this episode for Red Rock West, are like, never heard of that film. And definitely reckon, yeah, as I keep saying, go check this film out. Um, hopefully, hopefully, me talking about these films, and like hopefully like my passion for these films, when I do enjoy them all, my disdain comes across. Uh, I don't know, if I sound a bit too monotone or anything like that, feel free to let me know. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at CagedInPod. Email, pod at gmail.com. Little plug there um, for, the, for the social media and email. But, um, no, obviously, yeah, feel free. like, But hopefully that passion and disdain comes across and makes you guys either want to watch these films because I've enjoyed them or makes you want to watch these films because, like, <laughs> a lot of these films for the sheer, like, laugh factor. Obviously, there's that there's a lot of people into films that are so bad. It's good. And like a lot of these are, and I've so far I found some real fucking gems. So yeah, I like, let me know, please, please, please let me know if you watch any of these films. And this one is definitely up there as one. You should definitely, definitely check the fuck out. Um, That's one to cross off the list. Red Rock West done. Uh, And next week, if everything goes to plan and it should do, will be Guarding Tess, released in 1994 and is another one for you lucky guys that I know nothing about. I don't have a guest lined up for this one, but if I happen to in the time being... I'll let you guys know, and the best place to keep up to date with all that is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You guys got it right, and um, and I'll repeat again: is at caged in pod. So at then c a g e d i n p o d. It's as simple as that. Um, yeah, I post a lot of um, post a lot of stupid shit and funny stuff, and whatever like anything anything i see that's cage related i'm always sharing it on i'm always retweeting it and stuff like that and um yeah if you guys want to like shout me out like uh, not shout me out but like kind of chat to me through that or, like i'll literally i'll send me a message send me a comment i'll write back like you might think i'm a fucking idiot and i don't know i might seem like oh yeah check out this episode if you like that film i don't know i'll just try like yeah one of the best things that people can do as well, please, like as I, I don't think I've said it on a couple of episodes, but like, please rate, review and subscribe on iTunes as well. Or listen to this on like, whatever. You can subscribe on Acast and you can follow on Stitcher or whatever like that. Um, but one of the best things you guys can do to support the podcast is just just tell someone you know. Tell someone you know who's into films or... Especially the films of Nicolas Cage or just... Um, I don't know. Yeah, if you feel that I uh, like this is entertaining in any way, just tell one person, and if that person tells one person, before you know it, there'll be a whole heap of people, like, sat at home laughing, like, not necessarily with me, but at me, because, like, this is not an original idea, there's obviously a lot of podcasts, that, um, do the same thing, but, um, I don't know, I like to feel like I have, everyone, all of us who are doing it, like, have our own unique perspective on, these films and that's what's amazing about film criticism anyway and what's amazing about podcasting is that you could do a podcast on the same thing and everyone will have unique voices and opinions on stuff so like I don't know some people could easily like poo poo the idea like my idea of this is to look at myself as well as these films see how I am mentally taking this like and diving as much as i can into the culture of this actor like try and find out as much as i can about i don't know almost what like what it is like to be a fan of someone it's like i've joined yeah as i said before i've joined subreddit groups joined one true god which is like kind of like the mecca for nicholas cage fans I. Uh, Follow countless pages on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. Just dedicated to Nicolas Cage, which is fucking great. And uh, it's something I wouldn't do. I'm sure when it comes to the next actor I do for season two, I will dive headfirst into what they do. And obviously I'm trying to see if this makes me stupid or if this kind of, I don't know, maybe shutting down the mic for hours upon hours. uh, I'm going to develop some skills in being able to, communicate my ideas uh a lot more fluently and concise uh even though I'm, i've been rambling on for over an hour so maybe that's not right maybe i don't know if i got these down to like a 20 minute episode people would love that and more people would listen subscribers would go through the roof but i don't know i kind of i love that podcasts are long form and that i can yeah i appreciate everyone who listens as well um i don't know i feel like uh that's a good place to leave it uh so yeah as always i've been petrus pat i've been caged in you've been rad bye this podcast is presented by the breadcrumbs collective home of the pod charles cinecast caged in copo connections a droop town limery main franchised and many more to come